Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. Retirement Unlimited is an informative weekly radio program dedicated to offering factual information and sound advice for those wanting to know more about retirement planning. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. Information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comments and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors, Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Now, here's Randy Barkley. Welcome to Retirement Unlimited. This is the radio program that is dedicated to helping you make smart decisions about your money. I'm your host, Randy Barkley, and I'm the president of Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm and we're located in Riverside. I'm a certified financial planner, and I have three other people in my office besides myself. They're also certified financial planners. We are fiduciaries, and if you'd like to know what a fiduciary is and why it's important that you have a investment relationship with somebody, a financial planning relationship with somebody who's a fiduciary, just go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Dot com, or just simply give us a call. Phone number is 951-684-7011. Now, every week what I do is I divide my program into three segments. The first segment is what I refer to as retirement update. The second one is tactical asset management. And the third one is news you can use. Well, leave it to the government. They can't leave anything alone. And right at the last minute of December, they passed a new law and it changed several aspects of retirement and retirement planning. One of them was regarding the stretch IRA. Now, in the weeks to come, I'm going to talk about more of the changes that have occurred within this new act. But today, I just want to concentrate on the changes in stretch IRAs. You know, the stretch IRA is now snapping back. And Congress, the the year-end spending package, what they did is they extended the life of the individual retirement account. So under the old rules, in the year that you turned 70 and a half, you had to start taking out what what is termed required minimum distributions. That works out to be a little less than 4% of your account value that you have in a qualified account, like an IRA, a 401k. You know, you've got other kinds of plans like 403Bs, 457s. But anything that was really considered qualified, you had to start taking money out in the year that you turned 70 and a half. Now, under the new rules, they've extended that now to age 72. So let's just kind of step back from this a little bit. So what the government is trying to do is to extend benefits. They're trying to have people understand that they are living longer. So by doing this, they are extending the requirement that people have to start taking money. So they're hoping what people will do is save more and be less dependent upon Social Security and other types of governmental programs. But they're also changing the way in which the program is delivered to their beneficiaries. Now, if you happen to be a spouse, or let's say, for example, you own an IRA account and you've named your Uh, your spouse as the primary beneficiary, that person will just take over the retirement account once you die. 
But if your primary beneficiary is a non-spouse, because under the old rules, they could go into what we, what we refer to as a stretch IRA. Now, a stretch IRA means that they would take out the money over their lifetime. So let's say that you've named a grandchild. Let's say you're 70 years of age, you pass away, and all of a sudden the grandchild becomes the primary beneficiary on your IRA. That means that they could take out the money literally over their life expectancy. Hey, folks, that's a long time. Now, under the new rules now, they've changed that. So if the beneficiary is a non-spouse, and there are some exemptions, and I'll talk about that later, but if the beneficiary is a non-spouse, the maximum that they can take out the money is over a 10-year period. That changes the rules. So depending upon the size of your retirement and depending upon the size or the legacy planning that you're trying to do for your household, that will change the outcome on the cash flow. Because remember, inside of the retirement account, the retirement account builds up tax-free. There's tax-deferred capital in there, and it also limits the required amount that you have to take out. So the younger you are, the longer your mortality is, so the less money you have to take out. It's a wonderful way to create additional income for the younger generations. The IRS said, no, we really are not into that kind of situation. We're, we want to make a revision here. And it was not the purpose of the original rule to be able to roll into these much younger ages. Actually, if we go back and look at the history of the current rule, it wasn't all that long ago that it was set up. And they did it primarily for people who had same-sex marriages because that particular community complained to Congress and said, we've been together for a long period of time. You're not allowing us to be married, so therefore we are non-spouse beneficiaries. So they changed that. They changed that and they said, if you're a non-spouse beneficiary, you can now stretch out the distributions over your lifetime. In essence, de facto, they made them married. Well, since that time, the law of the lands have changed. And people now who are in the same under the same sex can get married. So therefore, the marriage rules apply to them now. So therefore, what they're saying is we didn't want this rule to go to grandchildren, great-grandchildren, even younger children. And they're saying we don't want to have this. So the maximum time frame that you can allow an IRA to be distributed is over a 10-year period. Now, the, the rules are changed a little bit and a little bit more flexible. So even if you are the recipient, let's say you're the beneficiary your mom or your dad passes away, and you are now the beneficiary of an IRA account. You don't have to take out 10 equal parts. You could wait. Let's say you're five years from retirement, and you're saying, this is not the time for me to add additional income into our household. What I'd like to do is to wait. Well, you can do that. You can actually structure the retirement so that it will start distributing when your income actually starts to drop off. Or you could wait until the very end. You could take it all at once at the other end. You, could, you, don't have to, you don't have to distribute it evenly over that 10-year period. So depending upon what your household needs are and whatever the taxes are, you can make decisions about what's best for you. Also, the other thing is regarding Roth IRA accounts. Even though they're tax-free, you cannot let them sit in there and just continue to grow for an indefinite period of time. You have to take a distribution of that money, again, over that 10-year period. The longest you can hold it out is over a 10-year period. Now. If you are already heirs of an IRA account and you were, you were starting to receive distributions, you're a non-spouse, you are exempt. So that doesn't change for those people that are receiving stretch IRA distributions, or if you're a surviving spouse, or 
if you are chronically ill or disabled heirs. Now, if, if your heirs are within 10 years of the age of the original owner, there is also an exemption for those people. Also, there's an exemption for minor, minor children up to the age of majority or age, seven, or age 26 if the child is still in school. At that point, the 10-year payout would begin. If you'd like to know more information about this or some of these rules and changes have you kind of scratching your head, give me a call. Phone number is 951-684-7011. Remember, the first interview is always free. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about tactical asset management. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned he can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as tactical asset management. Welcome to 2020. Isn't it fun? The first day the market shot up. The second day, the market went down, and I think this is going to be a pro ten of what we're going to see uh, going through the year. Now, we've had a phenomenal year in 2020. The market has done extremely well, and the chances that it will continue doing as well going into and through this year probably is very much unlikely. Now, everybody has an opinion, and I'm sure that if you're like I am, you've listened or read various people, they try to prognosticate what is going to happen. And it's interesting, I went back and looked at, uh, Barron's Magazine has a roundtable discussion. They have it at the beginning of each year. They have it in the middle of the year. And I went and pulled um, the, the 2019 predictions. And so these are some of the best people in the world as far as their economic analysis. These are not amateur investors. These are people that they have a career path. They are noted as some of the best on the planet as far as their ability to predict and select assets. And you'd be amazed at how many of them were wrong. Starting out in 2019, remember what happened at the end of 2018, the Federal Reserve was, in, was rising, letting interest rates rise, and they were indicating that there was going to be a, a pretty much a stair-step uh, prediction that interest rates would continue to rise. The market reacted violently to that at around Christmas time of 2018. And then all of a sudden, the Federal Reserve changed their pattern. They changed their, their, uh, their layout. And so what they did is they started to lower interest rates. And in fact, what we saw is a decrease of interest rates. Uh, and then the market started to really take a hold of that. And they started to perceive that interest rates, the long-term interest rates were going to be lower for longer. And with that, the market started to get some legs under it. 
And we started, we ended up 2019 with one of the best years we've had in decades. So the chances of that happening again in 2020, I think is going to be remote. I don't predict that. And I don't know of anybody out there that is of capable thinking, analytical, critical thinking that would say that the market is going to go up over 20% in 2020. With that said, the other question is, are we going to go into a downturn? Are we going to have a recessionary factors that are going to force equity prices to drop? The biggest thing on the horizon, and everybody talks about it, and that's the political risk. What's going to happen in November? Is a liberal, and more importantly, is a far-left liberal going to be able to retain or get to the White House? And you can pick your candidate of choice. I don't really want to name names in this program. But there, are, there is clearly a far-left political leaning, and a lot of those, those candidates are talking about Medicare for all. They're talking about you know, doing away with the student loan debt. They're talking about Social Security benefits and Medicare benefits that will be substantially more debt-inducing than what we have right now from the Trump administration. I think the biggest concern that I have and from the analysts that I talk to is the mounting amount the amounting of national debt that is growing at over a trillion dollars a year. At this point, it doesn't seem to have any really major impact upon equity prices. But again, at, at the end of the day, you cannot continue to grow the national debt at unsustainable levels and without any kind of, of repayment in sight without having some kind of negative repercussions. Now, for the moment, we don't see anything that is going to be recessionary. Again, I've talked about this in previous programs. Recessions, recessions don't just show up one day at the doorstep. Recessions show up because there are a series of factors that give you, in, give you indication that a recession is coming, such as a rise in unemployment, starting to see inflation, uh, you start to see interest rates. You start to see a rise of interest rates. You know, so the Federal Reserve, we start to increase interest rates at, at their level. You start to see mortgage rates increase. You start to see a lot of issues that would have effect on the macroeconomics. And again, our perspective is always to take a look at the larger picture. Don't get lost in the weeds. Don't get lost in the micro things. Get always focused on the macro, the larger picture of economic events. So looking at right now, we see that interest rates are probably at one of their lowest levels, and we don't see interest rates going further down from here. There's been a lot of conversation about negative interest rates, because there are parts of the world, there's about $11 trillion of, of negative interest rates worldwide. That's having an Im impact on those countries, like, for example, parts of Europe and Japan. Well, is there a chance that we would have negative interest rates in the United States? If we went into recession, possibly, but right now I would say the chances of that is very remote. But at the same point in time, interest rates probably aren't going to rise rapidly, nor are they to decline rapidly. So we probably have a pretty good predictable outcome regarding income from interest rate instruments like bonds and uh, dividend paying stocks and such as that. So therefore, when we start to look at the, the, um, the, the biggest way that investors invest right now is through index funds. It's become equal now to active management. So passive management has become about the same level as far as dollars invested as, as 
as active management. Now, active management is means where you go in and select the individual equities and the holdings. It is a, it's a thought right now that it's going to be better to select individual equities. In other words, if you have a passive index fund, well, within that fund, you have not only the good assets, but you also have the mediocre and the bad assets. So when the market starts to turn down, what happens is that entire asset starts to fall. Whereas if you were able to pull out the more stable, the undervalued assets, they would hold up better and perform better in that kind of volatile marketplace. Therefore, we are encouraging clients, those people that have enough assets to manage in that particular kind of portfolio, 250000 to half a million dollars or more, that you're probably better served to try to go away from passive management to more active management. That's where we shine. We have some world-class asset managers that are helping our clients to be able to select and to manage a portfolio based upon a risk outcome. So therefore, the key thing is to develop a plan, a financial plan, so you know exactly how much risk you need to take in order to be financially successful for the rest of your life. That calls building a plan together. That's what I'm really calling out to you today is make a new New Year's resolution if you have not developed a financial plan. This is the time to do it. Give me a call at my office, 951-684-7011. Let's sit down, bring all the facts, bring all the information together, and let's build a plan together. Your plan will almost give you a better outcome of success in life, and you're going to be thankful that you did it. Give me a call. Remember, the first, first interview is always free. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about news you can use. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org. Or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as News You Can Use. Um, this is the start of a new year, and I want to make sure that people are aware of things that they can do to improve their financial life. That is our mission statement, is to help people make good financial decisions about their life. And one of the things that is out there for those of you that are below 65, and if you have it available to you, and that is taking advantage of health savings accounts. So oftentimes I sit down and talk with people and I, I, I start to build their plan and I say, do you have this available to you? And in some cases they don't because their health insurance is constructed in such a way that they can't contribute to a HSA, a health savings account. But many are. In other words, you have to have a plan that is considered a high deductible plan. There's an article in a magazine that I pulled out. It's in, um, actually it's a part of Penta, it's part of a Wall Street Journal structure. And it's called The Perks of Health Savings Account. And if you'd like to have a free reprint of this, I'll be more than happy to send one out to you. Just give me a call at my office at 951-684-7011 or just simply go to my website, 
which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Now, in this article, it talks about the advantages of an HSA. These accounts started back in 2003. And let me just kind of re let me kind of refresh your memory if you haven't heard of these before. And that is when you put money in an HSA account, it's tax deductible. So you get a reduction in your income tax. The money, once it's invested, you can leave it in a bank account or you can invest it in equities and get larger growth on it, depending upon what you hope to accomplish with it. But when the money also comes out, when you actually distribute the money, if it's used for qualified medical expenses, it is also tax-free when it comes out. And it's also a carryover. So let's say that you accumulate a large amount of money in an HSA account and you happen to reach Medicare age and you're no longer able to contribute. Well, you can carry that account forward. It's your money. It's completely portable. So under an HSA account, if in fact you have a high deductible plan and a high deductible plan, you have to have at least $1,350 for a single policy and $2,700 for a family policy. That is what's considered a high deductible plan. And you can put money into an HSA account. Now, the, the maximum investment right now for a single person is $3,500. But for a family, you can put as much as $7,000 into this plan per year. Now, if you're 55 years of age and older, you can put in makeup or what additional contribution. So you could put up as much as $8,000 into an HSA. For clients that I have, I have, I've illustrated this for, it becomes an absolutely no-brainer. Because if you know you're going to pay for some kind of health insurance out of pocket, so either deductibles, copays, something, you're going to pay out of pocket either now or in the future. Why not put money into a tax-deductible plan? You get a tax deduction for the contributions. You also get a tax-free, listen to me, tax-free environment for the building of that money over time. In this particular article, they went on to illustrate and said a person who is 40 years of age, a couple, and if they put in $7,000 a year, and if there was, because it goes up, your contributions go up with cost of living adjustments, and let's say that we averaged a, an increase of about 5% per year as far as a return, and you increase it with cost of living in the normal, by the time you're 65, you would have about $428,000 sitting in a tax-free account that you could utilize for medical needs. Now, that just doesn't mean insurance, but that means long-term care needs, anything that is considered a qualified medical expense. So at the same point in time, you have this phenomenal tax advantage that most people will spend the money for, but if you don't use HSA, you're going to pay for it with after-tax dollars. So for every dollar that you would spend for medical needs that don't come out of an HSA account, you're, you're, you're basically spending a $1.40 taxes. In other words, for every, 60, every dollar you send out, you're spending an additional $0.40 cents in taxes on that money coming out. Of course, that's going to vary based upon tax rates. But what I'm trying to get across here and emphasize is this is a phenomenal way for you to get money set aside for what all of us are going to have as far as expenses going into the future, and that's medical expenses. Now, if you'd like to know more about this or anything else I've talked about in the program today, give me a call at my office. My phone number is 951-684-7011. 
or just simply go to my website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. For more information on anything, just give me a call. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. For more information about today's show or other questions regarding your retirement planning, call Randy at 951-684-7011. That's 951-684-7011. Remember, retirement planning is a process, not a product. So call Randy at 951-684-7011 or visit his website at retirementunlimited.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Retirement Unlimited. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances, the information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor.